Hey everybody, welcome to the Toy Lines Podcast. This is Ian Westhoff talking to you. With me today is the man in the ethereal plane, the man in the box, Mr. Tommy Romero. Hi folks! Please pay no attention to that handsome Eternian on the screen. <laughs> My camera's broken, folks. I don't know what happened last night. I was making some videos and... Uh, yeah, so we're going to have to delay one more time on my spawn presentation. Sorry, Todd. But on the plus side, he did say that they are shipping, so your spawn figures are coming. But here, here's just a preview. It truly is a wonderful figure, but I've heard a lot of negativity as usual. Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. People don't like the cape. They think it's too big. They wanted soft goods. That isn't was a complaint. The, isn't the cape normally big? It is. It's huge. It should, you know, it wraps around them. I I like the cape. I, Although, I, you know, to play devil's advocate, I can't understand why people would prefer a soft goods. I mean, it well, is very sturdy. If you could do a soft goods that big, poseable, maybe that's you know something different with yeah. wires in it. So you know, you can you you probably have to have a lot of wires or and, and key or whatever, and probably more expensive. So, uh, I mean, I we, don't know the the figure itself. I think the lowest here was like forty dollars. So, yeah, I guess it's because. Possibly. He he draws like doesn't he do like really cool things with the cape? Oh yeah. So I mean a, a super yeah, exactly. But a super posable cape would be cool, but I'm definitely, happy with this cape. Definitely. Yeah. Reminds me of bat wings. Like he, he can actually wrap himself up in it, which is pretty cool. That's cool. So um I mean that thing is huge. That is that's, that's pretty large. Yeah. But the nice thing is they also retract. Like you can bend them back mm. so so it doesn't look that big of a spread. The collar makes me think of Doctor Strange. Yes. Maybe just a little too long for Doc Strange, but it still makes me think of him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful figure. I can't wait to finally put it up. But um Toy Lines is still moving to our new host. I just mm. emailed them this morning. So, um, Tom, you know, I, you ever like watch YouTube and whatever you're watching leads you to something else and something else. And, and then you just wind up watching something you never thought you were knew existed and you just start watching something strange and it's like an addiction all the time. All right. So I, I must've started out watching something about wood turning and carving wood. Right, so it led me to um, something else, which led me to something else, which uh, led me to. For some reason, it brought up 
um, a, a hydraulic pressure thing machine. Okay. Like a crusher. Right. And um, this is all done by professionals. So anybody, or we got the smartest audience, but of course, please don't do this at home. So that's an industrial shredder right there. Also very dangerous. Um, this other channel was like literally taking these things and what would happen if you put a hundred tons of pressure on anything from a bag of candy to a toy. And what came up was uh, Stretch Armstrong. Now, I never had a Stretch Armstrong. I knew of it, of course. Um, it came out in uh, 1976 from Kenner. It was about 10 inches long. Um, and like his history, it's it's vaguely interesting. Uh, it cost $11 to buy in a store. And Kenner made over $50 million on this one toy. You could pretty much, I believe, stretch into about four feet. Um, and the idea came up in 1974 by designer, design director Jesse Horowitz. And then um, it got okayed by vice, the uh, vice president of research and development, James Jeep Cunt. Originally, it was going to be called Stretch Man. And the idea was exactly what it is. Uh, they were thinking of using metal springs for the ability to stretch them but our boys corn fed yes so all american this would be uh the metal is too dangerous um so they decided to go with corn syrup this is where it gets interesting now the it's not according to what i've read it's not just corn syrup uh, it, it, I mean, it is corn syrup, but there's other things in it to help increase the volume. So things such as uh, there's at least there might have been in the 70s when they remade this toy later on. They might not have done this. They might have just stuck strictly with corn syrup because I guess, you know, that high fructose stuff came around and whatever. But so there was 9% of dextrose. 10% of maltose, 12% of maltriose, 69% of higher saccharides. Other things included white limestone, glarus particles the size of 50 microns, which I have no idea what a micron is. Gum resin. Very tiny. Okay. Gum resin, wood, flour, pine pitch mixture, uh, limestone, and talc. And this all helped um, to cut the cost lower and increase the weight and volume just to make this guy stretch. Now, here's the thing. He was a very popular toy, and they made several others, like um, a kind of stretch octopus, a stretch monster, and stretch x-ray, which I don't even know what that is. It was some food flavoring. You got yourself some pancake syrup. Seriously. But here's the thing. Migo caught on to this idea and made a, um, apparently, um, so many uh, ex-employee from Kenner got, you know, the, the word of how to do this. And they made a line of elastic superheroes like Batman, Spider-Man, and Superman. And then Kenner wind up suing them and, you know, all that stuff. So why are we talking about Stretch Armstrong? Because the internet is filled with videos of people... Beating the living hell out of Stretch Armstrong. 
he was described as the toy that like kind of like couldn't break, but he came with like 10 bandages with him in case he did break. And literally there are videos from that industrial shredder, which you showed with Batman to people doing um, like the Coke and Mentos thing, which isn't going to do anything, uh, putting him in some kind of different fluids, seeing how he would dissolve um, firecrackers. Tommy, you saw last night, the ballistics test with him. That was, um, that was awesome. Actually, that was insane. The last one, uh, uh Too bad I, we can't like show it on YouTube, but yeah, well, I mean, you should definitely look it up. Folks. You can look it up. Um, you know, especially if you're a gun nut it gives you an opportunity to see someone get shot. Please don't do this at home. Uh, you know, there are professionals don't do it in your backyard. Um, you know, it's just, it's weird. Because I thought it was like one person doing it, right? And then I just it just kept coming, like all these like, um, like I a mean, virus. So, somebody filled one up with water, and it this thing they took out the corn syrup, they filled it with water, and it it blew up like almost to the size of a car, like high. Um, another person filled it with helium. Uh, they, they they put some kind of metal liquid metal into it to see what would happen. Uh, Stretch Armstrong took a beating. Like remember in toy story when they did, when they Sid was blowing up captain Carl oh, yeah. Cap, combat Carl. I'm sorry. That was nothing compared to what I, I saw this, this toy go through. Yeah. Play with your toys, folks. Don't blow yeah, them up. Play nice. It's just don't blow them up. I mean, you, unless you're a ballistics expert like this guy, because what he did was he, well, that's a whole other thing, a whole other show. But he, you know, he took the safety precautions. Um, and yeah, don't don't hurt your toys. But it's pretty interesting what's out there. Um, toys take take a beating. So uh, that was my week. <laughs> I found this thing, and I was just like, "Why am I watching this? Oh wait, there's another one. I got to see what happens." Yeah, so corn syrup, though. That, that is also interesting because I was kind of like, what the hell is he made out of? And it's, it's just this gooey, disgusting, clear liquid. Um, so I spent my weekend on Amazon Prime watching these two. Is it the whole season or just? Nope, first three. Okay. They're, they're giving it to us in doses, hmm. which is good because it's. It's kind of intense for if you're young. I mean, 13 and up, definitely. Right. But anything younger than that, I don't know. You might need a parent around. But I, you know what? I love the show. I love the book even more, though. Like, I know Robert Kirkman said he expanded the stories from the book onto the show. Do you, do you think that was necessary? Some parts. Okay. Some parts. Um, they changed very little, which was pretty good, but you know, obviously there are some changes. Cast mm -hmm. is excellent. I mean, J.K. Simmons as Omni Man, um, you know, Jillian Jacobs as Adam Eve. Who did uh, Mark Hamill voice? He was the tailor. Uh, was he in it? Yeah, he was probably in it already. Yeah, he right. was in the second episode. Okay. Yeah. 
But excellent show. Highly recommend it. If you're a fan of, or even if you love animation, don't know anything about Invincible, great jumping on point. Is it 2D or computer? 2D. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, some of the background, I mean, it's probably, I mean, it's probably done on a computer. Right. It may be drawn on a computer. Yeah, it's not, it's not like a CGI. Right. It's not like vintage. Although, like when they're flying, mm-hmm. the sky in the background is very realistic. Mm-hmm. So that's probably CG. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But the nice thing about this is also, and I'm hoping it does what The Walking Dead did, brings people to start reading comics again. Because hmm. it's a great show. I mean, you don't even need to know anything about the characters. Well, I think that'll probably happen with... Um... Well, I think the draw to the show for people will be the voice actors. And uh, they see Mark Hamill's name and they'll be like, oh, um, well, Mark Vince, Hamill was this. Yeah, Mark Hamill wasn't really that promoted. Yeah, but like, like, he, I, he had a bit role. Yeah. It's not like. I think I it's going to be. He's not going to play. It's not like he's playing Skeletor at the moment. You know, he's not the center. I think it's like, what's Invincible? And then they're going to read a little bit about it and be like, oh, okay. And then they'll start watching it. And then when they see the level of intensity of the show, because it's not like your average superhero show. No, it's extremely intense, extremely visual. Violent and bloody or... It is, however... To a degree. Well, the... Not excessive. There's realism behind it. Okay. If that makes sense. I think that'll keep people. Definitely. That'll draw people in. Um, Definitely. Although and... Prime, Amazon Prime is starting to develop like a, um, like this is the place to go to for realism for superheroes. Well, see, they're also doing something else. So like when they did the boys, they changed, they completely changed most of it. Were there, and that's like the, the thing theme like... is still there. When they're, they're doing um, a Lord of the Rings show, Amazon. Apparently, they're putting um, nudity in the movie, which in, in the series, which I don't understand why. Because because they need one, those Game of Thrones people, I I guess. But Lord of the anything Lord of the Rings Tolkien related, it, that it's not like that. Um, his writing, he, it, it, it never happens in the books and uh i think it's unnecessary i think that's just a ploy to get viewers it's 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 a poor idea i'm just very business i'm not gonna watch it because i don't have amazon prime but on that level alone it's just like don't pervert tolkien i mean it's like blasphemy to me um it's a way of the world man uh, yeah well i mean there's there's stuff on you know every show nowadays that I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, TV is it's not like the '80s. But and Invincible is very realistic. Like, it's interesting. It, it takes concepts that I mean, it's been a while since I read the book, but it takes concepts that you really sit there and think about. It. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like flying. They did a whole, you know, arc about flying. 
how he learns how to fly and about yeah about landing and right. you know how it's a muscle so um will you and go as, back and then as far as the violence like i said it makes sense well yeah it's like i've seen I mean, punching somebody it's in theory well i don't hold on maybe i don't want people to misunderstand me like i'm not for violence or it is senseless however maybe the reason for violence is what i understand so i'll leave it at that but when you say it's it's real i mean if Superman punched a normal person. He's not going to just fall. He's going to probably break his jaw. Or he's going to go. His fist is going to go right through them. Or yeah, his like jaw's going to get ripped off. I mean, if you punch him, you're going to shatter your hand. Um, do you think you'll go back and read the comics after this because you're watching it? I am. I, I was looking through my collection the other day. I was like, I, I may start reading the trades again because okay. I do remember some plot points. Like I remember the death of the guardians of the globe. Mm -hmm. I um, see, I don't want to give away spoilers because there's a lot of good stuff in there. Like, you know, farther down the line, you know, robot basically takes over and saves mm -hmm. the world. I remember that plot line duplicate or duplicate. Right, right, right. When she, uh, when one of her uh, mains dies and she goes into a depression who is the character's name that is um is one of the guardians and he's based off the 16th president 16th president yeah. Cecil I have no idea no, no no uh he's basically Abe Lincoln you never picked up on that I have no idea did I make I, I don't remember I don't know I, I always assumed it was supposed to be Lincoln. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're know. probably right. Like I said, I, I haven't read it in a while. Like, I'll be honest with you. I love this book so much. When he and when Kirkman announced the final issue, I still haven't read it. I have it. You haven't read it? I haven't read it yet. I'm not ready. Not? I don't want it to don't end. Want it to end. Yeah. Well, maybe. And then I even, I believe it or not, I even convinced Mary to watch it with me. Because of the story arc with uh, Adam Eve, where mm. she loses her leg and gains all this weight. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Oh, my God. Kirkman received so much mail from that, from that how story did, arc. How'd she lose her? All right, well, I mean, don't go into it, but that was yeah, like she later. loses her leg. Must have been later on in the series. And Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, all the good stuff happened. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, when, when Mark gets replaced for a while... Right, and then well, I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the first bunch of issues mm -hmm. that's gonna have somebody go, and I know you're gonna know what I'm talking about. They're gonna have like a what the hell moment when they see what happens. Oh, lots, lots. Uh, I mean, it's gonna just be like. I mean, I remember, I remember the storyline where Mark gets raped. So th there's a lot. I remember him going. So, like, I had read this thing years and years and years and years ago. I had a lot of, I had a couple of trades, and I remember him like being with a spaceship, and he could fly in and out of space. He took a sandwich, but the sandwich froze in space. Yeah. Um, I remember that. I remember. 
remember like the the guardians um there are some there are some really good things i can't remember when i where i stopped maybe in, in like the 30s or 40s but uh like rex blowed i remember him uh, one of the characters yeah but, he was uh, always i didn't you know what it was when he changes the outfit of his suit the color the, when he changes the outfit of his suit that makes no sense when he changes the color of his outfit because he's originally blue and yellow and he and he kind of changes it later on but he's got a the thing is he's got a really cool looking suit um and it's interesting how um the character the tailor what he does um without giving i don't, I don't know if that's giving anything away or not uh, yeah. there's it, it what it, really what it comes down to is it kind of takes the superhero world and the whole concept of um suits and power and hideouts and secret identities and like you said flying and muscles and this and that and punching. but it brings it up to a new level like but this isn't this isn't superman or batman like no it kind of makes it realistic in a way right like, like i if was you need thinking... a suit where do you go you don't just make it on your own right but it also touches upon like it's very realistic which is something completely outrageous to me, anyway. Yeah. Like, you see Superman, and he does good just for the fact of doing good. Like, all these guys want to be superheroes because everybody wants to help. Everybody wants to do it. But they're facing crisis that, I don't know, since Alan Moore, maybe Frank Miller has touched on. But not to the lengths the show will go to. So, do you think... The show, so the show is puts it in in a sort of reality in a way of its own, in a, in a real world sense. In a way, then, Super well, Superman as an example, because people haven't seen the show yet or have, but they haven't gotten to some of these things. If Superman was to go through, you know, all the the intensity that um, the hero Mark Invincible goes through, he would probably have PTSD at a young age. Oh, totally. And like after after that last issue or the penultimate issue, I'm sure. Okay, so he. I don't want to. All right, spoilers. Super spoilers, folks. If you don't want to know, Mark turns uh, becomes a king to his home planet. Does he really? He does. Now. I'm sure after everything he's experienced with his father, all the wars he had to fight. Yeah, he he's I mean, he's part human. So yeah, I would assume he's got some super super psychological problems ahead of him. And you would think in any comic book, really any superhero, and I don't touch upon that, but like Spider-Man, well, obviously Batman, but these heroes would have um some kind of PTSD or something, especially for like, you know, every time they got to like save uh, the whole city, you know, they have their, their rough days, you know, Peter Parker, Peter, people always say, Oh, I don't read Spider-Man because he's depressing. Maybe there's a reason why, you know, like he's really, who's yeah, well, I thought that was the whole appeal of Peter Parker. I, so uh, I'm going to bring it back folks. 
It was a nineteen ninety something. I was in high school. Uh, I was getting on my the bus to go home, and the bus driver was reading a comic book. Actually, I had to approach him, uh, and he was reading. He so he was reading X Men, and we started talking. And I was like, "Do you like Spider Man?" He's like, "No, I don't like him. I I, I kind of find him too depressing." I was like, "Oh, all right." Um, now, I always took the thing like like Stanley said. The one thing about Spider Man is like he's kind of like he's you know he's Peter's terrible with money. Let's face it, he's he's broke. He was a nerd. He got bullied. He he doesn't really seem to to win. He, he's kind of got like that the human experience when he's Peter Parker. When he's Spider Man, it's like you know you put on that mask and, and he comes out of his shell. That's when he makes his jokes. That's when he um, when he's a bit more out there or outgoing, so to speak. But he's got like you know the the death of Uncle Ben. Um, he's got uh, Captain Switch, Captain Stacy. He's got Gwen's death on him, and I'm prob I'm thinking every so often he's probably popping something to, to chill out or speaking to somebody because just he's not the type of guy it seems to just be like. Wow, my uncle Ben died. If I tripped that burglar, you know, if I did, you know, if I if I tripped that guy, I my uncle Ben would still be here. Even you see, that's why to accept it. I think he still it still bothers him. Of course, but that's why when he married Mary Jane, that's why that worked for me. Because now he's got exactly he's yeah, got someone to confide in him. That's his on his level. You know, yeah. and even his friendship with the Human Torch, you know, I'm sure yeah. maybe he might have mentioned it to him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, that, um, you know, uh, Casada, I, I personally feel when they did the whole one word day stupid thing, just ruined it. Yes. But if you here's the thing, if you I, I believe, you know, Sp Spider-Man grew as a character when he got married. If, if you didn't want that, then honestly, what you could have done was have. One book where he's married, an alternate book where he's start over, start a whole new Spider-Man book, issue one, that takes place when he's still single, and, and they just don't connect. You don't need to cross these books over all the time. I know they had the um, book that came out um, where he's married and MJ has powers and their daughter has powers, but uh, he... They ruined Spider-Man for so many people when they did that. I was so disappointed, and I was I would I was buying it at the time. I was buying the book. I wasn't buying the concept. I'll tell you that, and I I was just very disappointed in it. But now we have Invincible. We have Invincible. I'm just I'm just. Here's my thing. If you're trying to get into it, it's super super realistic. You know, you lose. My point was, you lose that aspect of heroism. You lose that aspect of. You mean like after a while they do? No. What I'm trying to get at is. All right. So you go through the trials and tribulations, but at the same time, you sort of lose the reasons why you do it. You know, you're more concerned about you. Your public image or something? No. You're more concerned about you overall. Like with Superman, it was always about selflessness. You know, kind of like a gravitas. Like, you know, 
I have superpowers. I could do this. When you bring it down to reality, it seems to me, yeah, this is great. You're helping people. But at the same time, it's like a smack in the face. Like, you're given superpowers, so you kind of have to. At least that's that's how I'm taking it. But on the plus side, we are getting some pretty good action figures from the show, from Diamond Select Toys. That's uh, Omni Man oh, and, and, and Invincible. No, is that a? Um, These are the ones that are coming out in July. It's not a spoiler, right? If we say that's the father. No, this was no, no. They so, first scene. I've always thought so. We got Invincible here on what is my left? Um, I guess everybody's left. But like his outfit, it kind of has the eye design. The symbol of an eye. If you if you picked up on, I it? was yeah. I like for a while. I was like, maybe I should ask him. Is that for Invincible or is that for Image? I think it's for Invincible, but I always assumed it was for Image. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you, I always thought it was an Image thing, but I I think it's because of Invincible, because that's his character. You know, that's the name. Um, right. But it's a cool looking suit. You know, like the blue and the yeah. Corey Walker black. designed a, a great, a great color I mean, scheme. You can yeah, you can hide yeah. the eye. As I've said several times, it pops. Um, Omni Man's is more. Uh, I don't want to say dull. I'm looking for a muted coloring. Okay. Right. So it's um, which actually, I don't know if this is even true or not, but I'm just thinking this now. The color schemes could be playing off the character. It is so vibrant because he's young, and he's new. And Omni-Man's is kind of muted in dull tones, maybe because he's hiding something. Or, you know, he, he's grown up more. And he's not as, like, you know, new to the whole saving the world kind of thing. Right. Or I'm just making this up as I go. I don't know. But nice Here's one. my question. I don't mean to pick... Oh, that's a terrible picture. But here's the McFarlane version. Mm-hmm. This was an okay figure. It was tiny. It wasn't, you know, not like these six-inch giants, but it was good for for the time. I don't know why McFarland didn't pick up again. Maybe felt, you know, done it already. And here's that alternate suit you were talking about. Yes. Now, when I was reading, it's blue and black. Yes, and it still does have sort of the eye. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing, just new colors. Now, when I was reading the comic, when I had the trades, I had to go out and buy an issue um, because he was there's a villain who would send him to different worlds when they were fighting. And one of the worlds was a Walking Dead world. But one of the worlds was Marvel 616. And he teamed up with Spider-Man. Yeah, he, he teamed up a lot across. Or he, he teamed up with a lot of different heroes. But do you think they'll have? They won't have that Spider-Man episode. No, because remember, that's, remember, that's the issue, remember the issue spun off. Although I will admit, like, you, there's a scene where everyone's at the Guardians of the Globe funeral, mm-hmm. and it pans down to this bald-headed kid, all dressed in yellow. I was like, "That's One Punch Man." Hmm. So that'd be kind of interesting if it would. Do you remember the Spider-Man issue? 
it was like Marvel team up or image. Yeah, team. yeah. But yeah. like, do you remember like it? So like when I was first reading in the Invincible trade, I was like, oh, a web. He must have went to you know seeing Spider Man, and then I found out he actually is in the Spider-Man comic. I was like, oh crap. Now I got to track this issue down. And I, I was able to, and I, I used to keep it in my trade at that page where it was, um, you know, so if I read it, I would come across it. And, you know. Nice. Yeah. So invincible, give it a shot. It's a heavy dose of superhero reality. More, definitely more than the comics. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Robert Kirkman, he, he's talented. We gotta get him on. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to pick his brain. So let's get into some news. News. Where are we going first, Tom? Todd McFarlane just announced from WonderCon that the second Spawn Kickstarter, which it will be launching in 2021, will be Medieval Spawn. And check this out. He wants real metal on the figure. Like, not just the chains. He wants a metal shield. We're probably going to end up with a metal helmet. And if it's anything like this masterpiece, I can't wait. We need a tetanus shot. Because uh, Medieval Spawn, I mean, visually, he is tough. I mean, do you think that would be make it more expensive, the metal? He's trying to keep the cost down, but from if it's any indication from the first Kickstarter, he mean he funded three million dollars over three million. I wonder if maybe if they do it like a vacuum seal kind of thing, or uh, the only problem with vac metal is after time it starts to chip. Hmm. So I don't think I think he's going for legit metal. Like he 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 probably wants this bad boy to you know be heavy. Yeah, I'm just thinking like cost wise for for the buyer, but I'm sure they're figuring it out. Because that's how I mean, if you're gonna do all the spikes, the chains, the mask, the shield, the axe. Well, I don't think he's gonna do the. Oh, excuse me, I don't think he's gonna do the spikes. Okay, it'll probably be like maybe the shield, maybe a, a helmet. Obviously the chains, but you know he's got an axe right now, and he comes with a sword, so I don't. Yeah, I don't think those are gonna be metal. Yeah, you like no, unless he does, but cut your steak dinner with it. Yeah, exactly. So that's exciting. He also said Warhammer are will be releasing artist proof variants, so people can so people can paint them themselves like the miniatures. So that's pretty cool. That's kind of cool to paint yourself. And he also said he was going to uh, extend that to the DC Universe figures. If you have that ability, which I do not, but if you can do that, that's pretty cool to customize it yourself. Yeah, definitely. I love customizing. I wish I could, but I, I try. It just becomes a mess. So Todd is also playing the variant game. Right now we have Curse of Apocalypse Oh, excuse me. This is Lord Covenant Spawn from the Mortal Kombat collection. What do you think the way the way he looks? He's in black and blue, or turquoise colors. Mm. Do you like I it? love the I like the white cape, but that's about it. See, to me, like I look at Mortal Kombat Spawn, and I don't mean to insult anybody, but after coming off something that looks like this, 
this really isn't a comparison to me. Well, what is he like an unlockable player? No, I think he's just uh, downloadable. Uh, yeah, I think I think I meant that. I don't really know what video games. Um, and then he's also coming out with Curse of Apocalypse Spawn, which is a Walmart exclusive gold label series. This is interesting. It looks like the same. It's the same figure. Yeah, just different, different colors. Color. Yeah, oh, variant yeah. game. I, I thought it was um, actually a different character altogether. The yellow is nice, um, but uh, it's interesting. I don't like searching for variants, but you know this is kind of a cool looking figure. But you know, if that if this is your thing and this is what you you read, um, yeah. You if read, you're into Mortal Kombat, this is a great figure. Or if you're into Spawn, I mean, if you know you collect Spawn, then you know, you're, yeah. You know, yeah, if you want to. And then the variants don't stop there, Ian. No. no. Zack Snyder's Justice League Batman from McFarland Toys is an entertainment exclusive limited edition maskless Batman. It looks nothing like uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. not even uh, close. Yeah, yeah, not really. Uh, so this is an Entertainment Earth exclusive. Correct. And it's already sold out. Wow. Supposed to be released in July, so hopefully they'll have more. And then the Walmart exclusive is Justice League Superman in I his regular colors. I actually like that outfit looking better than what they made for the movie. I haven't seen it, but you I like just, this one better than I think the that's probably, yeah, I think regeneration suit. Yeah, because he should have only to me, uh he should have only worn it for so long. And then gone back to this. That's how I right. But no, yeah. I, I totally agree. Like I, I, at the end of the Snyder cut, he still has the black on. on. Oh, he does, yeah. Okay, like I, I haven't seen either version, so I, I'm just saying from the toy I've seen, which was the black suit. Right. Um, you know, after a while, you kind of it's like when they made Superman electric. You know, red and blue. It was like after a while, you're like dude, I just put the colors. Yeah, that, that's just ridiculous. That, I mean, that was a dumb idea, but. Anyway. And from the Batman Beyond series, here is a maskless Shriek, and this is an Amazon exclusive. Now, take note, he will not come with build-a-figure piece. So, basically, you're just getting a Shriek without a mask. Without a mask? Oh, that's what he's maskless. Yeah. Right. right. Now, here's something that I was just thinking about. Okay, I understand the need for variants, you know, from a company standpoint. But why not just make a multiple head? Like, just make a Ultimates pack coming with the Build-A-Figure, two heads, you know, instead of separating everything. Well, honestly, I, we could probably discuss this forever, but do you really think there's a need for variants? Like, in your honest opinion. It depends. It it's depends on the character. Yeah. Like, okay, so... Certain characters have different looks. That I can understand. Like, right. take He-Man, for example. Right. He's All got right. the regular harness, and then there's a battle armor version. Right. Now, we've never actually seen the, the battle armor version in any other type of media. Maybe a mini-comic. But he's got a different look. So, that, as a variant, makes sense to me. You know, like... Even the Superman one. All right, so we got him in this suit, and then, you know, 
if you want, you can get them in the black suit. But like, the way I see it is, why make it so difficult to find? Or, right. Yeah. So some people like the you... the chase or the hunt. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not honestly back in the '90s when when Star Wars was being released again. The biggest problem was finding, you know, like uh, a Princess Leia in, that was in the in that case because there was less in the case per other characters. Um, and that was kind of like finding the chase figure, you know. And now the variant thing or exclusive this takes it to a whole new level. Instead of putting the same Luke Skywalker on a different card, I would rather them see make. Luke Skywalker in those different outfits from the movies, just using him as an example, you know, same thing with He-Man, for example. I, I would rather just see that character in those released in the store where I can buy them instead of having like try 50 different stores or I have to make a shopping list of like, okay, I got to go to this store to get this figure and then this store to get that one. I got to go online to get this one. Uh, not that I collect or anything but th that was always a, a headache to me when i was collecting and here's another variant walmart exclusive it's cyborg with the helmet you know when he takes off from I, the snyder cut yeah he just i didn't see it actually honestly i i thought it was ultron at first <laughs> to be honest with you <laughs> i was looking i was like it's not cyborg it's ultron and then you said it i was like Ooh. Yeah, he really doesn't look like Cyborg. But. No, not at all. Not even, yeah. And he looked much thinner in the movie, actually. Hmm. And then also from McFarlane Toys is The Last Night on Earth Wonder Woman with the Helmet of Faith. When, these Wonder Woman figures are pretty, pretty incredible from McFarlane. Is he going to do a Flash figure? Or did he do a flash figure? He's done multiples. I don't know which one you're talking about. Like Wally West or Barrett. He's done a flash. Oh yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's done oh. the regulars. He's done. Yeah, there's there's a couple of flashes out there. Well, we were talking about the one with those lightning bolts. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, you know would be interesting? A '90s version Flash. Um, in that outfit. But uh what is it? What do they call it? Flocked, frocked. Like you want them to have a flock suit? Yeah, because when you look at that suit, that's what it makes me think of. It makes me think of like um that kind of material. I know that's stupid, but well maybe this will be up your alley. The Mesco 112 Justice League pack. It's a steel box. And will include Flash with armor plates, black Superman, or black Superman's suit. black suit, excuse me, and Ben Affleck, Batfleck. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really like, I don't like any of these figures. These, I didn't see the movie. I just have no interest. In, I don't like them. But I, I really like the Flash, but I really don't like that outfit for the Flash. Because the armor plating? Yeah. And you know what? I, I mean, that's a nice pose right there. But I did go and watch that scene you were talking to about, you were referring to last week. Oh, okay. And I was just like, and they might have cut it, the one I was watching. Um, 
but it was just like ridiculous what I was watching. That, that's how I felt. I know you were you liked the scene very much with the hot dog. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, that brought me out of it. But yeah, it was, yeah. I still liked it, and that's fine. You know, like every, you know, like something different. Um, but it was just it was just incredibly weird to me. But yeah. So this version of Flash, apparently, a lot of people have been giving him some flack because of the armor plates. You know, they're like, oh, we could see the joints. You couldn't do that before in a Mesco figure. But this is a well-renditioned Flash. It does even looks like him with the helmet on. It does. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's pretty impressive to do so for plastic. You know, it's like to make it look like the character, the actor under the. So he comes with five Speed Force Lightning attachments. Seven interchangeable hands, two heads, and the usual Mesco stand. The lightning, the, what did you call it? The lightning what? Speed, Speed Force. Force. Yep. That, that's a cool uh, thing to have. Yeah, it's those little... Well, McFarlane did the same thing, yeah, except it, his it, was a, attached to the figure. It's a cool idea because when... You know, in the 90s or the 80s, you know, you had your superpowers flash. There is no lightning to streak off of him. Um, I never thought about it, actually, back then. But I like that. I, I like that they... That's a nice little addition. It's a, it's a nice touch. And then Batman, he's coming with everything. Grappling hook. Open grappling hook. Batarangs. Batarangs. Three grenades. Parademon rifle, three inter interchangeable heads, seven hands, and a stand. And his cape is fully articulated with the wire. Nice. Our man Kal-El here in his black suit, ravishing. Three interchangeable heads, a mother box, light-up features. Probably in the mother box. Yeah, light-up mother box. Six interchangeable hands. So... so once again, Superman doesn't get anywhere near as much love as anybody else. Do you think those eye beams are connected to the head? Yeah. Did it come out? Right. Hmm. I prefer if it came out. So the box set, $260, and you're going to have to wait a little bit. Early 2022 will be the release date. But they are up for pre-order right now on Mesco.com. Right. And then also from Mesco, <laughs> five points, Popeye. Also yeah. with yeah. a Rough House Cafe. And olive oil, Bluto or Bruto, whichever one you want to call them. I think there's a difference. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, and, I remember. Uh, um, but they, you think they'll be doing like um, Wimpy and, and the rest of them? I'm sure. But Popeye's pretty short compared to everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Olive oil. <laughs> but he's the strongest. No, the when, finish. They made, when they when he eats his spinach, when they made that movie, um, was it Shelley Duvall? She was great casting for Olive Oil for the live action movie. Definitely. I don't think there's anybody you can cast. Well, like, I feel the same way about Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, it sounds like they were born, and it's a shame it didn't do as good as it was supposed to, or they hoped. Um, 
Still missing from Disney Plus. What was it? A Fox movie? No, it was Disney. Disney put that out? Yep. Are you kidding? Nope. It says it right in the credits. Really? Yep. That is so interesting because I never knew that. And I have like a ton of Disney books. I've never seen any reference to it in any of the various books. I'm going to look that up. That's very interesting. Why so not? The f- I have on, no idea. Put it on Disney+. Plus. So the five points Popeye box set will include Popeye, Olive Oil, Bluto, and Rough House. It will include the Rough House Cafe, two pairs of arms for both Popeye and Bluto, spinach, a spatula, frying pan, four display bases for each figure. This will be released in fall of 2021 and is retailing for $55 on the Mesco website now. That's a decent price. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, it probably is. All that? Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm being a little cheap only because it's, you know, the five points collection. They're not really that tall. Mm. You know, I mean, come to you probably spot. like them because they're, you know, they'll probably remind you of Reaction or Kenner figures. I just, and, and you know, four figures for $55 is pretty decent. Mm. You know, um, and it's got the spatula from Spatula City. So that's kind of cool. If anybody saw UHF, please let me know. And then from Ramen Toys, we mentioned this last week, the <clears throat> Centurions. Commander 80. It's interesting to see the, the painted version now. Yeah, they, I mean... They look better painted. They do. And it does remind me of, like, Halo figures. Just one. Yeah, accessories. I could see that. that you know, the but helmet. these are these are pretty cool figures. What's that middle thing on, on the green guy's chest? It's like a wing. Yeah, it probably is. He's the C guy, Max oh, Ray. Okay. And then Ace McCloud is up in the sky. So basically, all these little like Lego pegs on them, or you can attach an accessory to. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. Well, that was the whole point of Centurions. Like, if the line survived, they were going to come up with either different character or more characters, obviously, right. and then you know different accessories for yeah. right. So, if you head on over to Ramen Toys Facebook, you can see more pictures in development for Commander Eighty. Sorry about the sirens. If anybody, if you're picking it up on the mic, it's uh, so here's something cute and adorable. That oh, here's we yeah. need more. I gotta, I gotta say this, Tommy Galactic. What is it? Galactic, Galactic snacking Grogu from Hasbro. This is a galactic waste of money. It's um, Disney is taking an intergalactic space cow and milking it for all it's worth now. Well, he may not be on the Mandalorian anymore, so. This might be the last. We'll we'll see the little guy. It won't be the last. But go, go on. I, I'm gonna. Um, yeah, Seventy nine ninety nine. Wow. Makes sounds. Eats. He's no laughing Elmo, folks, but he's adorable, especially when he raises both his arms because he wants you to pick him up. Here's so here's the thing. This is why I don't like this toy so much. One, it's not as nice looking. Two, it took everything that a, a girl's baby doll did 
like, you know, baby surprise and, you know, and put it all into this one. The only thing I'm waiting for this uh, Grogo, I almost called them Elmo. The only thing I'm waiting for this Grogo to do is to take a dump and you have to change his diaper. That's how I feel about this. That I just feel like, uh, I don't, I don't see why I, I, I know why they did it, but I don't see the reason why it's there. I, I don't see it, Tommy. I'm sorry. I, that's a negative vibe coming out of me on this one, but <laughs> I, I don't like this toy, I guess is what I'm saying. Gotcha. So I owe everyone an apology. Last week I said that the bird girl was a Harvey Birdman special. Apparently it's a full blown show. So I apologize. Like series. Yes. Full okay. series with bird girl and her new crew. Apparently. So I'll watch her first episode. I'll give it a shot. I'm hoping it's a, at least a little funny or as much funny as Harvey Birdman. Mm-hmm. But I think she's also at a disadvantage because Harvey Birdman took in a lot of classic characters, and I don't see that on this show. So hopefully they'll create some new stuff. So in in the Harvey Birdman show, I, so I never watched it. I know you're a big fan. So was he kind of like a moron? And she was she she and like you know he would be. She was the, only in a couple of episodes. But okay, so but was he kind of like like stupid though, funny or um yes like, yes and no yeah like I mostly I love the law aspect of it, but some of the cases he got were just ridiculous. But not ridiculous, but like like obviously obviously Scooby Doo and the gang got busted for uh, weed possession or pop possession, right? You know, so that's funny. Um, the Jetsons wanted to went back in time to sue because the planet's ruined in the future. You know, so things like that was interesting. And then they would bring in different types of characters like Bear. You know, there's Bird Boy or uh, his sidekick. You know, he was he was starting to develop his powers, so, so stuff like that. And then, you know, Peter Potamus, did you get that thing I sent you? I mean, that's... So this, Harvey Birdman, was he, he was originally a cartoon show before this, and they kind of made this into their own thing, right? Right, that's when Adult Swim started, and so they were taking existing characters and, and putting a goofy twist on them. Kind of like the Space Ghost, Coast to Coast or thing? Right. Okay. You're a fan of that show as well. Um, Space Ghost was okay. He did another show called Cartoon Planet, which I thought was better, but I just thought it was it was dumb the way he interviewed people. Okay. Now, because I have no idea who's been demanding this, but Waldo I has his own one-sixth scale figure. You know why they wanted that? So you could find him. From Blitzway. Never heard of Blitzway. Interesting. Yeah, last year they made a Inspector Gadget figure, which oh, came out really nice. That's interesting. Tons of accessories and stuff. Well, actually, but you can buy the Deluxe Waldo if you can find 100 bucks to spend on him. Or you can get the basic figure, which just comes with a cane, a bag, 
in a stand for sixty dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm out of it. Know, is Waldo really that popular? I don't think anymore. Cause I, I was kind of thinking about that a while ago. I was like, you know, you haven't really seen it lately. But I'm looking at him now, and I'm thinking, you know, he should put a, a lightning bolt scar in his head. He kind of looks like Harry Potter. <laughs> but to go from Inspector Gadget to Waldo is kind of like it's a weird step. But I'd like to see what they come out with next. Mm. You know, because these are characters that you don't normally think of seeing a toy of. So it's, you know. Kind of interesting and it's also one of the easiest halloween things if you ever need to dress up you know spray paint a white shirt so hasbro messed up apparently last week when we announced the book series figures in the black series star wars line the crimson guard is not really carnor jacks he's actually kier kanos and Hasbro recently sent out an apology because everybody knows apparently that Kira Kanos should, ha or excuse me, Carnor Jax should have darker arms. Now, the box art looks like Dave Dorman painted it or Dave Dorman artwork. I'm thinking could be wrong, but um, he did a lot of Star Wars covers and Indiana Jones comics for Dark Horse. So that's a variant. I wonder if they're going to start redoing boxes with the correct info. Was this released already? In Canada and certain parts of All right. Europe. Yeah, this is a collector's item now. So, so, yeah, it might be, yeah. so let's get on to the biggest announcement of the week. Congratulations to NECA. Goliath. Yeah, no, Tom, you got... Uh, I, I apologize. From the gargoyles. You're going to have to beat me out. Holy shit, is this the best toy I've ever seen. This is such a beaut. It is incredible. When I sent my friend a picture of this, I texted it to him. He literally said, why are you showing me something I have no room for? This thing is so just beautiful and articulated and gigantic. What is Eight it? inches tall. Like a 16-inch wingspan. Uh, he's articulated in the arms in different places. The, the wings are articulated. He's got a, a second face. Um, the tail's articulated. Uh, second face, a book, and the jalapeno, which we don't know why. But even the, the, the loincloth looks like it's almost made out of real leather. It's such a nice-looking toy. And... They've already said there's five more coming out. Yeah, the rest of the group. So, And there's a rumor that there will be a deluxe version of Goliath to look like this. No. That's all I wanted to see is him wrapping those wings yeah. as a cape. I always liked how they did that, the, the gargoyles. Yes, that um, was a great touch. Who's your favorite gargoyle, by the way? Probably Goliath. I really didn't have... I mean, I liked them all. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I liked Brooklyn a lot. I like Hudson. He is just like that war torn. He's like, well, what's the name of that that body of water? The Hudson. Fine, that's what you can call me, the Hudson. 
Goliath is great because he's a leader. You know, like he's just so he's 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 awesome. But like, and the show itself is fantastic. Oh, the show is great. I mean, in a continuity, uh, a Beatles reference with um the guys who are smashing the gargoyles and they, they get the silver hammer, which is a reference to Maxwell's silver hammer from the Beatles. Um, I remember the episode where Eliza got shot. Yeah, I remember we discussed that on here. Yes. Uh, you know what? I, I I might have even said that then. The one thing I've always wanted to see was our Gargoyles Ninja Turtle team up. I'm still waiting. I think that would be very interesting. But, yes, oh, this is a great... I don't know. Story. Anything's possible. Nickelodeon owns them. Um, and, you know, compared to the, the 90s toys when uh, Kenner was releasing them, which were great toys... Um, this is just a cool. This is incredible. So congratulations to NECA right now. Yeah. And you can you can order him at Big Bad Toy Store or pretty much all toy stores in July because NECA said this will not be an exclusive. He's going to be everywhere. That's $30. A little high, but I think it's worth it. And can you imagine if we were at Toy Fair and this was there this, this year? to see I, I probably would have freaked yeah neck has been you're absolutely right i mean they caught everybody by surprise with defenders of the earth and now now this this is huge this is just yeah. like you know one of the great disney afternoon shows and the hits keep coming from neca they've announced or they teased a teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 ultimate shredder this is a great painting yeah, I can't wait for the figure. It's going to be huge. Yeah. At least that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And then the thing. John Carpenter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kurt Russell, John Carpenter. It's a remake of a, an old black and white movie. Um, Way better. Uh, so many. Keith David from Gargoyles is in it. Uh, Goliath, his voice. Um, you know. Kurt Russell, who just turned, I think, like 70. Uh, great movie. Great special effects. Um, still holds up. Just, and the figure is going to have multiple heads. Goggles. Not that, not that many, though. <laughs> no. That's what I asked you yesterday. I was like, are they really <laughs> putting out all those heads? You're like, no. <laughs> well, it's the same head. Yeah, you're like, no, stupid. It's just a, a different different angle of it. Uh. Yeah, this is a cool toy. Kurt Russ is awesome. Yeah, three heads, bottles, shotguns. He's going to come in, you know, the usual NECA greatness. Blowtorch, leather jacket. And also from NECA, animated foot soldiers. Multiple heads, multiple weapons, guns, knives, spears, and a fan. And a fan, in case he gets hot. These are things... These are guys like you'd want to get a, a bunch of. You know, well, yeah, it's a, a little army army builder. Yeah, it's cool looking. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier from Bandai. Not really impressed with these guys, unfortunately. Okay, to be honest with you, I mean, you know, I know he's he's got a lot of issues, but this toy looks like he's he's pissed off. Well, he's got settles to score. There's scores to settle. The um, 
the shield is very nice looking. And his outfit kind of reminds me of the 90s X-Men. Yes. But it, you know, it's a uh, it's an interesting looking figure. It is. I want to they should have taken a picture cuz I wanted to see I mean there's pictures of him with the arm but I wanted to see more of the arm. Oh, so $80. Mm, good point. And he will be coming out with his partner, the Falcon, in August. So and the Falcon, $130. Oh, my Lord. But the wingspan looks beautiful. I mean, yeah, this is a great figure. This looks really nice, the way they set it up. Doesn't like, look anything like the, again, doesn't, the likeness is a little bit off. Yeah, I mean, the, the shot's not as close to the face. But um, $80. I was thinking there's a lot, and then 130. Uh, I those wings better really fly for that much. It comes with little red bird, um, and I don't know the wings are cool though. I love the way the wings work in the show or the movie. How they can kind of like fold on him to deflect when he's getting shot at, or uh, how he can do things when he's flying and and, and you know. Use them as weapons in fighting. And Bandai is starting a new collection of figures from Stranger Things. Their first one is James Hopper. Very nice. Seven's adopted father. In Russia, from the looks of it. Because this would be from the end of uh, season three. 21 points of articulation, seven inches tall, $65. It's coming out in November. Just in time for Christmas, folks. I can't wait for that show to come back. Let's see. And then Fresh Monkey Studios has been teasing us about their cops line. Here's long arm concept design. Cops and crooks. The old no. Hasbro line. Uh, was it always called Cops and Crooks? Or is yes. this okay? And then here is Bulletproof. They look like muscles. Yes, they're very blocky. Um, yeah. I mean, I like the detail, but they're only, they're a little bit higher than an inch. And they're not even posable. No, like I said, they're, they're basically muscle figures. Yeah. And then they'll be released in 2021. So far, we've seen Long Arm, Bulletproof, Dr. Bad Vibes, and the Big Boss himself. Is that a ferret with a yes. metal, metal spiked armor? Yep. Okay. Yeah, you don't mess with him. No. The ferret or Big Boss? Which one? Both. <laughs> Super 7 has announced as part of their Super Cyborg Sound Blaster. Now, this is deep cuts for you Transformer fans. Because Sound Blaster is really the resurrected sound wave, just with a different color scheme. So I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. So Blaster, the Autobot, and Soundwave got into a battle on Transformers Headmaster series. Essentially, they both killed each other. Soundwave comes back as Sound Blaster. Blaster comes back as twin cast. 
just with different color schemes, but they're basically the same one. So Super 7, part of their Super Cyborg see-through line, $75. And you can get them now at Super7.com. He's part of the see-through line? Yeah, that's not what oh, uh, I'm sorry. I was, like. I was thinking, yeah, no, 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 I'm sorry. I was thinking of the um, clear plastic ones, see-through, like that. Never mind. Edit, edit that out. <laughs> and, uh, so the Soda Vinyl Rocketeer. Uh, I love the artwork on the can. Um, the figures themselves for all the soda figures are a little goofy looking, but um, there's only 3000 of these made and most likely they're probably gone already, but is there actually soda in that can or is a figure in it? Or am I just being stupid by asking? Uh, I think there's actual soda in it. Really? Okay. At least in the, from what I was told. Okay. So th this is an interesting toy that they came out with. Um, like I said, I really love that artwork on the can. Um, I kind of wish they would just sell the figure, um, you know, in the stores instead of this is a, a exclusive at WonderCon. So, like, since the 3000, you know, it's this is going to be up on eBay now for you know, who knows what, but it's uh interesting to see um, what Disney chooses to do with this character. Whenever they do something. Then Hasbro also announced a Fortnite Victory Royale Zero Crisis Edition. Double joints. Great looking figure. I've never played Fortnite, but Neither have I. he's a pretty cool looking figure. He's coming out 2022. So next April. It's like an umbrella or something he has. It is an umbrella. Oh, it is. Okay. Apparently he can use it to glide and forty dollars. So he's Mary Poppins. I don't know who's babysitting or saving, but with the umbrella, you know, like I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> and now some movie news. Pierce this Brosnan is, is gonna be Dr. Fate in Actually. the what do you think of this, son? Black Adam. He's a great actor. He's been Black Adam. I did not know that. I, I here's what I think. Um, Doctor Fate's cool looking to begin with. Um, Pierce Brosnan's like a really great choice. Uh, he's a good actor. There's a good picture of him too. He's, I like I like his hairstyle. Um, I I kind of think they went the um, Benedict Cumberbatch level on this. They're like, okay, this is our Dr. Strange fit, uh, guy. Who could we get to play him? And they're, he, you know, he, he's a good actor. So I, I kind of think that's where they went, but I, I think it was a good choice. And then that woman was saved from cancellation, probably because of this announcement. Kate Kane has been recast with actress Wallace Day. She'll be taking over the role from Ruby Rose, who is the previous Batwoman. So this is the third actress to play Batwoman. Well, the current actress is a... She is Batwoman, but she's but not, actually a different character. 
Right, right. But yeah, okay. So, but the Bat Woman itself, yes. But the the identity of said character is a different person. She's going to be playing what Ruby Rose played. Correct. All right. Uh, who knows if this would even do any better? I haven't seen the show, so I, I couldn't even tell you. It's like I saw the Ruby Rose one. It was, I don't know. It looked very low budget. Hmm. I don't know if the story was any good. I don't know. Just it seems to me like, like I think Gotham was the only successful Batman series spinoff. Birds of Prey failed. Yeah. You know, I just I think Gotham was the only one. So, I just want to thank a couple of our new subscribers, Erica Black. Oh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Erica Black, Zettel, and Craig Speck. Thanks for following us. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you all for supporting us in this. We really appreciate it. We've been seeing the numbers grow. So thanks for joining us. We hope we're not letting you down. Yeah, hope we're not boring you or I'm not too annoying. Um. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Even if you're listening on a podcast, we're on all platforms. Thank you for joining. We hope we're not we're we hope we're educating and entertaining. Know, maybe a little goofy. Probably more, so, goofy, more goofy than the other one. But um, before we go, Tom, there for you, Rocketeer fans, Dave Stevens fans, um, the Rocketeer Trust has released a limited. Uh, well, limited, uh, a, a rarely seen piece of Dave Stevens art called Jade. This is available on Etsy under the Rocketeer Trust. Um, there, I've have a logo, a picture of it up on Rocketeer Radio, but you can get it at Etsy under the Rocketeer Trust, the official Rocketeer Trust store. So, um, if you Dave Stevens fans, uh, check it out. Thank you to Brian Salvatore for our opening and outro music. Hashtag collectors helping collectors. If you're looking for something or if you're in the market to sell something, check them out first. Let's beat those scalpers. Thank you to Scott Knightlick at Spectre Creative. We are now on YouTube, obviously, if you're watching this. But if you're not, give us a, you know, if you're curious to see what we look like, except for today. Yeah. Please subscribe on YouTube. Hit that bell. Please tell a friend. Join the conversation at toyspodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment. We've been answering pretty much all of them right now on YouTube. We are all on your favorite podcasting platforms. Please subscribe. Give us a rating or do all. Please enjoy our newest podcast, Rocketeer Radio, with your super host, Ian Westoff. Thank you, sir. We just released the newest episode, which is an interview with um, geez, movie Disney Imagineer comic artist just, um, William Stout, the nicest man, a personal friend of Dave Stevens, and we discuss um, his friendship with Dave. Uh, it, just a really great guy. Um, so that's out now. Just, just went out last night. Um, so you can download it if you like and listen to it. And as a tease, we are going to have another interview coming in a couple of weeks or so. This is Rocketeer Royalty that we're talking. Um, and I'm 
very much looking forward to this and doing the interview and having everybody hear it. So thank you for everybody who's listened to the show. Um, and who goes to podcast to, I'm sorry, who goes to the Instagram account and likes the pictures and, and, you know, checks things out. I uh, truly appreciated, um, everybody who does listen and, and go to the page. So thank you. And of course, we have the great Tom with people of Eternia. And this is, I, I say it all the time, but when there's something about He-Man, this is the guy to go to. I don't, I could tell you, we go to um, Toy Fair and probably half his day is answering my questions about He-Man when we see something. Tom's knowledge, bar none, and what he's doing on his show, the guests he's getting is just excellent. So if you're a He-Man fan, definitely tune in. Thank you. Yeah, we're we have some great guests right now. We just released Tim Seeley, who has written not only mini comics but also mainstream DC comics about He-Man. He's the only writer to achieve that. Hmm. But here's the real man, who is a He-Man expert. The toys of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe from our friend Pixel Dan Erdley. Still available. There's some copies left if you're interested in getting not only his book, but the compendium supplemental. If you log on to thepower-concon.com, you can purchase both of these fine books. But if you're only interested in the toys, the toys of He-Man and Masters of the Universe is also available on Amazon. So good luck. I can't wait for that book to come out. Is it next month? April. Yeah. Coming around. And speaking of April, our friend Rob McCallum will be launching his Kickstarter on April 6th, Faking Filmation, a story of one fan's hope to make a Filmation He-Man cartoon. And it also gives us a whole history of the animated background, especially when people started carving cartoons on walls. So follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at Toylines, and you can find us now on Facebook at Toylines. I'm Tom Romero. I mean, my stuff. Play with your toys! <laughs>